This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Memorial Day, Monday, May 27th. I am Jerem Jordan. It is great to have you. Hope everyone's having a great Memorial Day. We certainly want to recognize those who have died serving in the military and, of course, those who currently serve. We really, really appreciate what you do. I was born on an Air Force base, love the military, really appreciate the, uh, the service and the sacrifice for everyone there. In the next hour, we have a best of Nashville Fan Fest. It was so good. We want to bring it to you again. Tons of content and great stuff. You'll hear from Kalani Satake on preparations for the Utah game. How is Zach Wilson's shoulder surgery and how soon before he is 100%? How in the world did men's basketball coach Mark Pope not know that Tiger Woods won the Masters? He's like the only person alive that didn't. Uh, Zane Anderson has really high expectations for this team and defense. Just how high? And TJ Hawes of the men's basketball team talks about making the transition from the Rose era to the Mark Pope era of BYU hoops. But first, football coach Kalani Sitake heading into his fourth season at the helm here at BYU. He has some tough decisions to make this offseason, but it first began in Nashville with whether to do the interview with us with his sunglasses on or off. Oh, I, I got to take them off. Yeah, that's right. No, no, you don't Sarah, have to. If you, no, want, if you want them on, you can keep them on. Okay, you do, I'll do that. Listen, you do what you want. <laughs> you've earned yeah. that. You've, you've earned Trust that. Trust me, this, if, if, if I could cover my whole face, I'd do it. <laughs> so this, I'm, I'm much more attractive with the sunglasses on. Hey, you're a food guy. <laughs> How's the food been in Nashville? Awesome. Yeah, it's been, uh, it's been good with my caloric count. I've been going over. Your caloric count? Mm-hmm. On purpose. A lot of spicy food. <laughs> yes, and, uh, so good. Carbs. This so I, good. I love them so much. It's the key to happiness, yeah. coach. <laughs> Managing <laughs> expectations in food. Yeah. That was the Grand Ole Opry. That was pretty fun last that night. That was cool. You guys were there. I yeah. Mean, I saw you standing up for West Virginia song. Yeah, I got cool. into that. Mainly yeah. because of Boney Fuller. I was wanted to just yell <laughs> West Virginia, but yeah. It was a lot of fun, yeah. So um, just being with the guys, you know, and seeing our fans, and I think just having an opportunity to meet them everywhere, and, and um, just really nice. I, I, this is a, a really cool setting, and. Uh, we're going to have a lot of support, um, obviously, in, in when we play Tennessee. But um, I think we, if if we could, uh, there'd probably be a lot more than we thought would be even be there. You know, that's um, I know I've heard fans saying that they're buying up the tickets from Tennessee, and and uh, they've our, already sold twenty two hundred. Yeah, it's so, May, and they've sold twenty two hundred to be our allotment's almost done. So they're going <coughs> to buy other other places. Yeah, bless you. So, <laughs> I knew Spencer was going to say anything, so I did it. <laughs> Typically, that's, a, that's an episode in Seinfeld or something. Typically, like I'd offer Plus it for me. anybody else except for him. Yeah, yeah, that's very kind of you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Almost six years. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've got a question in on Instagram from a BYU fan, Russ Dot Heaton. This is our boy, Russ Heaton. Will Kalani Satake dance at the Fan Fest? Did you dance already? No, I didn't. No, Will I was you? too busy meeting all the all the fans. He was dancing last night at the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> I dance. I, I'm going to dance when we win games. That's what I'm gonna okay. Do, so, Ooh, yeah. I like that. I'm I like looking that. forward to it. I like that. my moves. My kids don't want me to dance anymore. They think it's embarrassing for them. But you You're know. at that stage of being a parent where they're That's embarrassed. That's how I parent yeah. now. I, I, don't, I don't threaten with anything, but I'll embarrass I'm you. I'm going to dance. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to embarrass you. You better listen to your Please mother no. or else I'm going to drop you off at school and then you're going to pay. You know? <laughs> I'm going to put on some 
I'm going to whip a Nene out there. <laughs> nice, <my> kids, so. <laughs> nice. Uh, the first game of the season is Utah, and to mm-hmm. me this is really fun because this whole offseason you don't have to uh, act like you're not thinking about Utah. You are, right, for game one. So how has last year's game changed or affected the preparation for this year's game? I think it's done a lot, you know, and, and um, as heart-wrenching it was uh, losing that game and losing that lead, we learned a lot from it. And um, I think our players, uh, just looking at spring and the way we, we approach spring and seeing some of the guys that um, the way they performed in spring football, uh, that was a huge um, benefit for us. Um, um, if you look at uh, the opportunities there was to get back at them, you know, and I think uh, going to the bowl game, our guys, they're hungry for this game. And so I'm glad it's the first game. And I'm just looking forward to it. I, th- I think our guys are ready to do it for it. And um, we got them at our house. And so, um, yeah, I, th- I think this is uh, this is a moment where, we, you know, I think our guys are going to do really well. And they're hungry for it. I'm, just, I'm excited to see them play. How do you manage the emotional toll and the pressure that that game understandably brings, knowing that nine days later you got to come back to this state and play in front of 100,000-plus mm-hmm. at Neyland Stadium in Knoxville? Well, I mean, they give us a schedule ahead of time, so we look at all 12 teams on our schedule. And we're I thought you took it one game at a time. Yeah, Wait a no, minute. No, that's not how we're doing <laughs> it. That's, that's kind of been the past, but we're, we're really focused on the first game, but we know who our opponents are. We have all summer to prepare for all 12 of them, and so we have a plan in place. And um, and then the the primary focus will be on Utah, and then uh, we'll move on from there. But we we're beginning an introduction to all our our opponents before we even face them, or before we even get to the prep time. And um, the bulk of our time, really, as we get closer to the game, will be on Utah. But and that that wound is still fresh, so our guys are really excited about uh, some redemption and, and playing back at it. I mean, we we respect Utah a lot, and uh, looking forward to them bringing the best out of us in this game. And you know, I think we made some adjustments, and, and uh, I know they have too, so it should be a lot of fun. The last uh, month, you brought in two grad transfer running backs, and Emmanuel Supa from Rice and Tyson Williams uh, from South Carolina. Do you expect them to make an immediate impact as grad transfers? Yeah, I mean, everybody that's on the roster is going to compete. And so uh, I think the, um, the, the difficult issue would be the coaches being creative enough to find an opportunity for all of them to get a, a good, you know, good bulk of reps and get a good evaluation so uh that will carry on from you know from uh, fall camp we have a month to prep for the game and so we'll see with the reps and uh we'll play the best guys and um but it's important for us to have depth as well and um that was a move to get get depth and get more competition and we've done that in a lot of different positions and um i just want to be in a position that if we uh, need a backup or even a third string on the field uh that that person will help us win the game rather than just try to survive. Is this current BYU football team being perhaps underrated, maybe a little undervalued? I don't care how it goes, man. I, we don't need any attention, and, and in order for us to get some, we have to do it on the field. And I've been really proud with the, what the guys are doing, with the service work and the, the being able to power through some of the stuff that they're doing, they're doing in school. Um, but, you know, I'm just really proud of them overall, and I'm, I'm excited to see them get on the field. So... Uh, I think I think um, the time for us to be known will be better when we get closer to the season. A lot of excitement about Zach Wilson, and there should be the way uh, what he kind of showed at the end of the season, capped off by that uh, perfect performance against Western Michigan earlier this week. We were talking about the three thousand yard mark, just once the last nine years. Is that a fair goal for Zach this season? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think the sky's the limit for him and and uh, for our offense. I think more than anything that the production needs to come. 
um, you know, from the offense from that position. So uh, regardless of who it is, I mean, I know you guys are focused on one guy getting 3,000, but um, that position, the quarterback position, has to be more of a factor for us this year. And, and we think we have some good targets for them to throw to, and we have a good line that can protect, and we have backs and tight ends that, that, that uh, can, you know, can catch the ball too. So we have uh, athletes everywhere that they can catch the ball, and, and we just need the quarterback to be efficient and, and uh, be a little bit um, – I'll be a little bit aggressive, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, let him just yes. go to town on it. He's got those attributes, right? Yeah, he does, and he, then they all different. do. I mean, he's different mentally, coach. That's that's the impression. He just he's different, and he's got that edge. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm actually really excited about the whole position group. You know, I I've, I love what I've seen from Jaron. Um, we already know Zach, and then I'm, I'm looking forward to the competition and them working together. You know, and um, I like what Joe Crystal brings to the table, and Baylor Romney does as well. So. It's a really good group. Um, I think their coach does a great job, and Aaron Roderick, and I think Grimes is doing a good job at coordinating the offense. So, um, you know, we just got to keep, keep rolling and, and get our depth and, and get our depth better and see what happens. But uh, we're going to compete, and the guess guys, best guys will play, and, and uh, we'll have to be efficient and get a lot of production from our offense, defense, and special teams. BYU head football coach Kalani Satake with us on BYU Sports Nation. Philosophically, in discussions with Jeff Grimes, it feels like we had him on three times in four weeks or something. <laughs> they visited UC Davis, uh, obviously, to kind of see what they do when they're a juggernaut there in FCS and offense. It feels like there's a, a push towards more high-tempo offense. Is that something we'll see this year? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I I just t told him sky's the limit. I don't really care. And um, well, I do. I just want points on the board. And so, um, you know, and I've I've asked uh, the coaches to to coach our personality and our strengths and on, on the team. And I think they're doing a good job of it. I've been really pleased with what I, what I saw from Coach Grimes from the bowl game and that transition to spring ball. Even with um, Zach being out for spring, and and I loved what they did as as a group. I mean, I, we didn't see a lot of it in the uh, spring scrimmage, but um, from what I saw in all 15 practices, I've been really pleased. And the way the PRPs are going right now, I'm really excited about it too. Even though coaches aren't, no, we're not supposed to know anything of that. I just, <laughs> this is reports coming back from the players. So it's all compliant with the NCAA. Of course. Player run practices are the PRPs. PRPs. Never question. Yes. Never question that. All Coach, within the rules. We know that, uh, yeah, you want to stay within the rules, and you're big on protecting Lavelle's house. So let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma, all that we can muster up <laughs> to give to you to protect Lavelle's house this year. Good, tough schedule this year at let's home. Let's do it. And, 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 you know, we have goals, and we put them out there. And um, I think that, uh, that that's something that we have to see every day and that we have to – uh, you know, try to get to. And so we have goals and, and love to meet them. Well, we know you're working hard. Hopefully you get some vacation time with Timberly and your kids and uh, you can get away for a little bit. But uh, great to have you in Nashville, man. Appreciate it, guys. Go Cougs. Thanks, Kalani. Love Go Cougs. Kalani Satake can't wait uh, for the first game of the season against Utah. Countdown to the youths. 94 days, 94 days until Utah cannot wait. The next thing for BYU football, June 18th, BYU Football Media Day. Plenty of coverage coming from us and everyone here at BYU TV with web chats and other programs. BYU Sports Nation, of course, will have a two-hour edition of the show that day with Kalani Sataki and many others from the BYU football program. Can't wait. June 18th, it's the first media day of anybody, and it's right here on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Coming up, basketball coach Mark Pope was so busy, he didn't even know who won the Masters. How is that even possible? And QB1, Zach Wilson on his shoulder rehab, 
How soon before he is a hundy? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to a Memorial Day Best of Nashville Fan Fest edition of BYU Sports Nation. I'm Jerem Jordan. Thanks for hanging out with us. The show's on demand. Watch it on BYUSN.com or the BYU TV app. Listen on BYU Radio app or where podcasts are found. You just heard from head coach Kalani Satake from Nashville. Now it's time to hear from sophomore QB to be Zach Wilson about jersey number change, shoulder recovery, getting ready for Utah. And first, the reception BYU received in Nashville at the Fan Fest. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, I'm talking to some of these people, and they're like, yeah, we just came from South Carolina. And I'm like, geez, that was worse than our, our commute to get here. And so <laughs> it's crazy people want to drive so far to come to come see us, and, and it really means a lot that the BYU community can stretch so far. So it's cool to come see that kind of thing. Nashville's unique. Uh, three hours east of this is Knoxville, where BYU will play in week two. Uh, the first four games, all Power 5, and those, those are going to be fun. At Tennessee's the one Power 5 road game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these fans are going to be there. This is going to be a fun experience. Yeah, I know, I know these guys are excited to come see it. I mean, every single one's like, you better go get that W out at uh, UT. <laughs> so um, I'm excited just for the atmosphere. I know this is a huge college town, especially Knoxville, and you know, there's going to be hundreds of thousands of people there. So it's going to be a, an awesome experience for us. Now, you're, you're of a different breed. You, you kind of thrive in these situations. Yeah. 100,000 plus, it's going to be all orange and white. How do you process and, and uh, when you think about what that's actually going to be like? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's not another experience you could, you could dream for. I mean, me and Dine were talking about it over there. Is, um, you know, if, if you really want to be a good player, you're someone that really shines. It's in the spotlight when there's, when there's that many people watching. I mean, the people that break down are the ones that can't handle it, but... Uh, you know, these guys are excited for it, and I know I am for sure. I mean, it's an experience of a lifetime. Um, I know we'll never experience that, and a lot of West Coast teams definitely don't get to experience something like that. So uh, that's the benefit of being independent right there. It's quite, kind of wild that Tennessee's in week two, but we don't really focus on that one. We're thinking about the first game, exactly. obviously, with exactly. Utah. And I know after last year, being up by 20 twice, we've talked about what happened, but that is, it feels like that's fueled the preparation for this season. Like, this offseason is better because of how you guys have reacted. Do you feel like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, every every break we're giving at practice is, you know, beat Utah, and that's like the main goal. And, uh, of course, coach, coaches don't want us thinking about weeks past the first game, but luckily because Utah's the first game, we can, we can kind of just prepare just for that one. And so um, that's definitely what full preparation is going into is that Utah game to make sure guys are going to come out and be ready and, um, I guess the focus is it starts now, and it doesn't start fall camp. It starts now to, to get to get going on those guys. And it feels like it's been going since the game, honestly. Yeah, right? exactly. It has. I mean, it's definitely one that um, hit me hard, and I, I don't want that same feeling again. I'm definitely going to make sure I can do any, anything I can do about it to, to make sure we get it done this time. BYU quarterback Zach Wilson with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's, let's address what happened yesterday. So Barstool Sports took a tweet that someone said saying, oh, Zach Wilson switched from 11 to 1 because that's going to be the streak of wins versus Utah. You tweeted, I didn't say that. (laughs) That that went viral on social media. It was really funny. But that's not the reason you switched to one. So what's the reason? So I switched back to one just because that was my my high school number. That was the number I played with when I was younger. Um, I love the number 11, but it just wasn't my choice, I guess. I was kind of just given that because I hadn't proven anything since I've been here. But um, I kind of went back to one just because I kind of felt like that was my, my swagger number I had back in high school. And you know, a lot of a lot of people might say that's the that's the number that kind of shows you you're kind of a cocky kid or whatever it is. But I think if uh, you have to, if you wear number one, it means you got to prove something. So 
I want you to um, wear number three in a couple of seasons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll th- we'll think about it. Then. Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll address yeah. that when it comes. Just to nothing that. on Twitter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I think a lot of people, understandably, uh, are concerned about your recovery after shoulder surgery. So what's the latest on that? How close are you to being 100% and throwing at uh, you know, the velocity you want to throw at? Yeah, so I'm about four months out of surgery, and a lot of people with the same kind of surgery I had um, had a hard time even being able to throw the ball you know, 20 yards before surgery. I mean, luckily I was able to keep playing, but um, you know, the surgery and everything has gone well. I, I definitely say I'm above average. It's not one of those things you can kind of just say, you know, I'm ahead of schedule, I'm going to push further, I'm going to do more than I can. You know, you kind of just got to let it heal and you got to be patient. So even though I'm feeling better, the mobility's there, I kind of just got to take it slow. And so I'm about four months post-surgery, and um, the goal now is to just slowly, progressively work into throwing. And so um, I'm hoping within the next month or so I'm feeling pretty normal and then, you know, having a good two and a half to three months before the season starts just to, you know, get back into the rhythm of things and build those connections with my receivers and just get fluid and comfortable. So I feel like I haven't missed a whole bunch. Spring ball seems like it was such a, a long time ago, and things have faded down since then. And um, guys are going to need to pick up with offense again and, and um, learning it all again. So I, have, I don't feel like I've missed too much. Um, it definitely is something that makes you reflect and, and, and really value how, how much you really love the game of football. I mean, I always think to myself, like, dang, I want to be out there playing so bad. It sucks to sit here and watch. And so this isn't something I'm going to take for granted, and I'm going to make sure I get it get it right and and uh, I'm glad I got it done now just because I think it'll be so much better than I was in the past and I'm hoping uh, this will benefit me. There's a couple of grad transfer running backs who will join the team which is exciting Emmanuel Supa and Tyson Williams what kind mm-hmm. of addition do they make to the team? Yeah huge addition I haven't I haven't met Tyson a whole bunch but uh, Soup has been uh, working out with us already. He even has a nickname that's great. Yeah Soup that's what we call him <laughs> that's our guy but um, he's a great he's a great dude he comes in and works hard you can tell he's all about the the football aspect he definitely takes it seriously and that's I think someone we need on the team I know both of them are going to be a huge huge contributors to what we got going on I think they're going to fit perfectly so um, Zach is a great running back but it's good to have that you know you can't have one running back they just take too many hits they get beat up and so we, we saw that in the Utah game exactly right? and yeah. they're all a little bit different too and so um, I think it'll be good to have a mixture of all three and I'm glad that those guys will come in so you hold yourself to an incredibly high standard. And, uh, for example, I mean, you go 18 for 18 in the bowl game, and during pro day you said to me, it's not even my best game. And I was like, <laughs> mind blow. Okay, yeah. well, uh, what does that mean it wasn't your best game if you were 18 for 18? Yeah, I mean, just going back and watching the film, there's just little things I think I can personally clean up. I mean, whether it's I'm completing a pass, maybe there was a better pass I could have made on the field, or, you know, there was a couple times I got out of my progressions when I should have stayed on. I mean, the Utah game was probably a better game for me as far as as far as my progression and staying calm in the pocket and and making the right decisions because for one the defense was a lot tougher I mean they weren't they weren't leaving guys wide open all over the field I mean Utah was a much more sound defense and so I think that was a game that was good because it was a great confidence builder but it's something I can I can reflect on and still watch the film and be like okay I still need to progress and get better at these things I can't be with content of you know, even though I completed all my passes, there's still so much better I could have done on that field that day. All right, Zach Wilson, great to have you in uh, Mount Juliet in Nashville, man. Hope yeah. you enjoy your trip. Yeah, of course. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Okay, he's number one, people. He's wearing he's number, number one, one. <laughs> at least for now. Yeah, next year, number number two. <laughs> <laughs> Marshall's like, we knew it. <laughs> we knew it. Wait, so he didn't, but he did. Zach Wilson, you sneaky dog. Twelve touchdowns, three picks, of course. The perfect famous Idaho Potato Bowl performance, 18 for 18. 
he was fantastic in that game. Uh, four touchdowns. Pass efficiency rating of 321. Just for reference, his 157 in the seven games he played, minimum 100 attempts. Ninth best in BYU history. We're talking about a 19-year-old kid. He'll be 20 when the season starts. That uh, is as efficient as almost any BYU quarterback they've had. Granted, he's played one Power 5 team, looking for that first real big win. He's got an opportunity against Utah at Tennessee, USC, and Washington. Very excited for what Zach Wilson has to offer going into his sophomore season. Coming up, linebacker Zane Anderson, also coming off an injury, still made a great play against Wisconsin. How he played through the pain. But first, basketball coach Mark Pope on his 27-hour flight to Africa for a 90-minute visit. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on Memorial Day 2019. Great to have you and hope you're having a great Memorial Day. BYU men's hoops coach Mark Pope has been steering the Cougar Cagers for almost seven weeks now. It's been a wild ride, literally, including a 27-hour recruiting flight to Africa for a 90-minute meeting and back 27 hours. Did BYU blow the recruiting budget in one trip? Uh, He's been very busy, so busy he didn't know who won the Masters. That and much more conversation from Mark Pope. But we begin with his reaction to the reception of BYU hoops and BYU athletics in Nashville, Tennessee at the FanFest. I like, hey, I like meeting with you guys in Nashville. We should do this more. That, yes, this is great. Let's great. go over right. the whole country, right? Outside, fresh air, beautiful part of the country. Let's go. Now, you played at Kentucky against Tennessee and Knoxville, of course, against Vanderbilt in Nashville. What are your memories of this place in this state? Well, so I love Nashville. Man, I love it. I love all types of music, but I love country music also. So it, I, I love being here. I've actually spent a lot of time here, uh, both in college and then in the NBA. We played a couple of exhibition games here and had great memories here. So I love this area. But what I remember is if you go to Vanderbilt, so Vanderbilt's got a different gym. It's different than anywhere else in the country, I think, where they still line up the teams on the baseline. The benches are on the baseline. It's unique, yeah. So my junior year was my first year playing at the University of Kentucky. We, um, we, we go in uh, playing at Vanderbilt with the University of Kentucky. We're sitting, and I was a sixth man, so I was the first guy to sub in. And Coach Patino yells at me to go check in the game a couple minutes in the game. And I stood up, and I had no idea where to go because <laughs> the, the court is raised, so there's no scores table. So I just kind of looked around like this, which is really how I looked most of the time I was playing on the court, too. I didn't know what to do. So it's a great, great, great memories here in, in Love Nashville. <laughs> Get in the game, Pope. I don't know where to go. Okay. Uh, describe the first month or so of your tenure as the BYU men's basketball coach. Ah, uh, it's been. You know what? Uh, it, you, the great thing is, it's just I've never got so much rest in my life. Uh, I'm really caught up on all on all the. Actually, so that's a little sarcasm. <laughs> so I am with. This is so embarrassing. It's not the most embarrassing thing that's happened last month. The most embarrassing thing was my my first pitch at the baseball game. But the second most embarrassing. Do we have video of that. Should we? Can we roll roll the, roll the video, please? <laughs> I just can't believe we didn't have it in, like, closer up. Like, all the film I have is too far. Anyway, so second most embarrassing moment I had was literally yesterday. So my wife, Leanne, and I flew in here yesterday evening, and right before we went to uh, the Grand Ole Opry, which was amazing, we stopped at Mission Barbecue, okay? Okay. And now Mission Barbecue is – the only reason we went there is because there's no Bam Bams in in Nashville. Yeah, you try and find an equivalent, right? Because there's there's nowhere that competes with Bam Bams, but – we went to Mission. It was great. And we're sitting there talking, and she just, uh, off the cuff, she's talking about some of the great comebacks in sports. She's talking about Tiger Woods winning the Masters. And I was like, wait, 
Tiger Woods won the Masters? Mark, you didn't know. Tiger Are Woods won the I kid you not. Like, I swear. I was like, <laughs> that is not true. I made her prove it to me on the phone. So you asked me what my last month has been like. That's what it's been like. Wow. I could not believe that Tiger Woods won the Masters. This is incredible. <laughs> He's back. I've been waiting He's for back. this for like 10 years, and I missed it. I can't Delayed believe reaction. it. Delayed reaction. Yeah. So I love it. There you go. It's, it's an authentic reaction. <laughs> yes, he did it in early April, a month ago. Uh, do you feel more mental heat as the head coach or more actual humidity heat right now? Uh, I love this humidity, man. It's like this, it's like this, this, this heat, and then the, your, your body sweat just wraps you up in a blanket. The, like, this is home for me in a lot of ways, so I, I, I love the humidity. And, and, and the pressure of being the head coach at BYU is, is uh, certainly the, the most pressure I've been under as a coach, and I'm so grateful for it. I mean, that's what you live for. You live for an opportunity where people can really, uh, you know, where people care that much, right, where, where it can go really good and go really bad. And, and uh, certainly BYU is a place like very few others to have that opportunity. So I, I dig it, man. Let's go. Yeah, you embrace it. Yes. Yeah, and that's unique. Why do you embrace it so well, much? I don't know if that's unique. I mean, that's what, that's what all of us players and coaches do, right, is, we, is we're looking for the biggest stage to play on. And, and certainly the fact that I get to be – on this stage with you guys is archetypal of the stage that we're on at BYU, right? And so, uh, you know, we're really excited. we got a lot of work ahead of us. We know there's going to be some, some tough roads ahead, but, but at the end of the day, we're going to get somewhere incredibly special. And, and i got a roster right now with a bunch of seniors, and I do believe from the bottom of my heart that seniors do magical things, man. I really believe that. So we're excited to get to it and see what we can get done. Perhaps one of the reasons you didn't know that Tiger Woods won the Masters is because you took a recruiting trip to Africa. Yeah, maybe that. I don't and know. I don't know when it happened, but yeah, we did. Spent ninety. Well, tell us about the trip. It's pretty incredible. Well, I'm not. I don't know. I'm you not can't say the kid's name, yeah, yeah. but so, just about the trip. Yeah. So I mean, the trip was pretty simple. I, I traveled for 27 hours, and that's not layovers. That's 27 hours, and then got to a home visit, uh, which was different than any home visit I've ever been on before in terms of like uh, no electricity, no running water, and having to go through uh, two translators to get from my language to the language that I was speaking. Uh, was there for 90 minutes and then traveled 27 hours back. But here, here's the thing. That's what recruiting is. Right? Recruiting is 99.9% wasted time and 0.1% of the time you, you really get the job done, and that's what makes for a great roster, right? So it, it was an unbelievable trip. Uh, hopefully it's one of many. Um, and, and it could be a trip where you travel 27 hours for a 90-minute home visit or where you travel five minutes down the street and have a casual conversation that you're having on a regular basis. A 27-hour visit, maybe. Yeah, exactly. And, it, and it's, just, it's, just, it's just really it's identifying the guys that, that, that are dying to come play at BYU that, that feel like they fit with me and with his university. And if you can find that, you just kind of search and search and search. And when you find those guys, that's when, then when great things happen. So that's what we're searching for. Now, one of your assistants, Chris Burgess, recently joined us. He mentioned the roster is still shaping out a little bit. There are a few players the staff's looking at with one true center on the roster. Is that the position of focus in recruiting for the next season? Some size center in that number five spot well we, we, listen we, we need we need we need size of course we also need people in the backcourt you know uh, right now probably our one true true point guard on this roster is tj and tj's graduating and it's, we, don't, we don't have someone sitting in the wings right now that that is like uh, been groomed to take over that spot we need some athleticism at the wing uh, you know there's a lot of things that that we need just like every program right we're, we're all searching to kind of uh, build our roster Ultimately, what we'd like to have is a team that's really, really deep. That's kind of one through eleven, that are that are that are 
you know, big time able to compete at a really, really high level and have a couple guys, probably a couple guys that are that are sit out guys. Uh, I, I found that that's a really healthy roster that's manageable. Everybody feels like they're a part of it. And you got and you got guys waiting in the wings that have trained for a year to come. So we, we kind of look for something like that with our roster and we'll get there. Um, we're really excited about that, but we're also excited about this group we have right now to see what we can do with these guys. Okay, let's finish with this. Uh, you all in on your Milwaukee Bucks winning the How NBA about title? these Milwaukee Bucks? What? Are you kidding <laughs> me? nothing Eastern Finals. Let's go. I mean, just getting it done the Milwaukee way, right? No glitz, <laughs> no glamour, just like hardcore, hard nose. Let's go, right? Uh, <laughs> One tweet from ESPN the other day, the last Eastern Conference final team, and Perhaps, since you didn't know that Tiger won the Masters, I don't know what else you don't know. Yeah. So ESPN <laughs> sent out a tweet and they said this was the starting lineup for the Bucks the last time they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And you were on it with well, your flat top. Yeah, yeah. So, so, and there was a reason for that. Here's the reason. Because when you put Ray Allen and Glenn Robinson, big dog, if you remember, one of the great, great, oh, yeah. great scoring forwards yep. of all time, and Sam Cassell, one of the great point guards of his, his generation. Uh, all you wanted was two other guys that would run around and kind of just try and play as hard as they could. And you volunteered. Space the floor. Yeah, and it was me. And, and the other thing with that, I've told you guys this before, but the other, the other key to that, to my opportunity at Milwaukee, uh, was because George Carl, who was one of my dear friends and one of the great coaches ever coached this game, he wanted to sit down at the start of a game, okay? And he wanted to look down at Phil Jackson or Doc Rivers or whoever, and he wanted to look down and say, I'm not only going to beat you today, I'm going to beat you playing that guy. <laughs> and so it was a beautiful combination about having these incredibly talented guys that did all the work and having a coach that was totally insane, lost his mind, and I got to play on that team, and it was really special. It was an unbelievable run. Oh, fantastic. Hey, go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Come go on, Bucks. let's go. Bear the deer. Go Bucks. go Cougars. Yes, yes. Let's give you some karma for the road, for recruiting, for the offseason. Go get it done, man. Thank you, gentlemen. Okay, Mark Pope with us on BYU Sports Nation. Yes, we should. I love that idea. Hey, Nashville was great. We had a great time there. Much more coming up from that. But uh, the basketball roster is still in flux a bit. We'll see what pieces the Cougars can add a notable grad transfer uh, kind of yet to be announced, still waiting for that one uh, that could make an impact. But uh, those guys are ready to make a splash, organized, ready, motivated. And how in the world does Mark Pope not know that Tiger Woods won the Masters? You've got to be really busy to have your head buried so deep that you didn't know that that happened. So that's pretty wild. That kind of shows you where Mark Pope's at in terms of his uh, focus on the task at hand. So uh, perhaps good news that he is dialed in ready to make BYU hoops uh, better than last year. Certainly, we expect, hopefully, at least the NIT. Perhaps they make a run at the NCAA tournament. That would be fun. Coming up, Hoopster TJ Haas tells us about getting over last season. But first, linebacker Zane Anderson on his offseason preparation for Utah and why this team is extra motivated for the 2019 season. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are three-fifths of the way through this Memorial Day edition of BYU Sports Nation. I'm Jerem Jordan. Great to have you here. So far, you've heard from Kalani Satake, Zach Wilson, Mark Pope. You'll hear from TJ Haas coming up. But first, linebacker Zane Anderson from our Nashville Fan Fest discusses switching to linebacker, his injury last year that uh, allowed him to come back this season. Uh, and uh, for a second senior year against a certainly challenging 2019 schedule. Oh, man, it's it's really surreal. Last year being a senior, like, this is my last year. Coming back for again, like, looking at the schedule, like, I remember last year I was looking like, dang, that's a fun schedule. This year I get to play in it. So, um, no, man, I'm so excited. 
Let's talk about your injury. So were you injured versus Arizona in the first game? Yep. Um, so what happened? I was on a blitz. Um, I came under a lineman. He grabbed me from behind. It was, it was kind of a cheap little thing. And I reached <laughs> for the quarterback, Quilte, and uh, popped out right there. And it was kind of a minor sublux. But um, I kept playing through the games and stuff. And um, finally, against Wisconsin, I was warming up. I could barely throw a football. And I was knew something like that was kind of wrong. But I'm like, hey, we got to suit up against Wisconsin. Um, so that game, it was killing the whole game. But um, after the game, I finally got an MRI, and it came back. It was, it was torn all the way around and stuff. So it was pretty messed up, but um, I'm glad. You know, everything happens for a reason. I'm excited for this year. and It was, it was rough, man, sitting last year watching those guys play. And I mean, obviously, you're cheering on your teammates and stuff, but man, I've, it's been a long time since I've been on the field. I'm excited. Yeah, your patience will be rewarded. And at least you've got wins over Arizona and Wisconsin in your senior season already, mm-hmm. more than any of the other you're, seniors you're can super, say, right? You're a super senior. There are a lot of these people, right, <laughs> on campus. Senior. Now, you're telling me that you had basically torn everything in your shoulder, yet you were able to lift your hands and intercept a pass from Alex Hornibrook, which was the only turnover in the game and the difference. <laughs> That was a big play. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, when adrenaline kicks in, I think you can do a lot. <laughs> in that game, it was adrenaline was in the whole time. And um, just from everyone, I just think back to that game. And there was so much determination that we were going to win. And I just think that just, like, took like took over. I didn't even feel the injury during the game, you know, so. Did you jump around after the third quarter? Oh, yeah. Of course. <laughs> you have to My at Camp Randall. Was up. Your <laughs> left arm was up. Nice. Nice. You do what you can. Okay, you played at Camp Randall, one of the most rambunctious college football atmospheres in the country. You're going to play at Neyland Stadium three hours away from here in Knoxville in early September. What's that like for you uh, to go into a, a place like that with over 100,000 fans screaming against you? God, man, I mean. I honestly, I love it. I think uh, I think a lot of my teammates can say the same thing too. That's it's kind of what we came here to BYU. We're independent schedule. We play these big schools, and it's kind of we love to play on big stages. And this is probably one of the biggest stages we'll play on with um, Knox or in Knoxville with 100,000 people. I mean, that's what we live for, man. I mean, I think there's nothing better than going into a stadium with that many people and uh, showing what we got. And so, man, I'm just so excited. And I mean, having the stages like uh, Wisconsin. We played at great venues in Nebraska. I've kind of seen it all, and so I think it's 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 always fun to go into new stadiums and uh, show them what BYU is about. In some way, perhaps the upperclassmen are prepared, and it's hard to say. Yeah, you're prepared for a hundred thousand, right? But in a way, kind of, right? The, yeah. This, with the schedule you guys have played. Yeah, and and with the guys that's been here before, we've played at big venues before. Um, this will be different for sure, and every every place is different, but it all comes down to the same thing, you know. It's when you're down there. I, I don't know. I've always told people or that people are always like, does that is that when the, like when there's tons of people, does it get crazy? And like you know what, like I kind of just tune it out when the game comes and and so the atmosphere obviously is amazing and stuff and it gets electric. But like when it comes down, you're just you're just playing football. So what's the latest on your recovery status in terms of how close to 100% you are? Oh, I'm good. Uh, the only thing right now is I'm my shoulder's good. I'm healthy. I'm just trying to get my weight back to where I was before, and it's it's coming back. I've already. When, after surgery and everything, you can't lift. And I, I lost about like 15 pounds, and so now I'm back to where I was before, and I'm just trying to get back even more to that linebacker, kind of more of a linebacker. Even last year, I was a little light. I was playing around like 218, 216. So I want to get to about 225, okay. a few more pounds. So. so is that where you want to play at the next level, or are you kind of open to safety or linebacker or whatever? Because I know you want to keep playing football after BYU. Yeah, I'm honestly open to whatever, um, whatever the – other the NFL teams want me as or 
I've, 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 I've played safety. I've transitioned to both, and I think they're both fun in different ways. Linebacker, there's a lot of action, but safety, you get a little more coverage and stuff. So, you know, I, I feel like I'm transitionable. I can, I can lose weight if I need to. I can, I'm put, I've shown that I can put on some, I can gain some weight. So, but um, no, man, I, I think they're both fun in different ways. So, I think your timing's perfect. The red shirt rule last year. If it had been a year earlier, you'd be done. Yeah. Right. Um, the four game thing. And then the XFL is coming into play. Hopefully you're in the NFL, but there's going to be an opportunity there. AAF bowed out. But, right. yeah, your timing's good. So your, your timing was good on the interception against Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> your timing's just great, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Tell us a little bit about um, how you perceive these first four games. We, t- we talk a lot about those first four because BYU is the only team in the country to play four Power Fives in a row. There's an opportunity to showcase this program with this schedule always. But those first four, you're playing some games where if you win, you're going to get noticed. How do right. you see that? No, it's – it really is so true in like those first four games they're crucial to our season at the end you know we, we our whole schedule is a tough schedule um but those first four games are really rocking that's what we're preparing, preparing for right now um we're in the weight room because <laughs> those first four games it's gonna get it's gonna get rough and um when it comes down to it um we just need to stay healthy and you do that by preparing in the weight room and um getting rehab and stuff and so I think that's really crucial against these four big four teams is staying healthy and um but no man those it's it's so exciting I wouldn't want any other way than to play these really good teams coming up I mean this is what really what we live for and this is why I came to BYU and um it's time to go show, showcase what we're about you know and I think that we have the squad to do it this year and Zane th- Anderson with th- us three or four at home how awesome yeah is that? that's the thing three three of the four three power four fives at home. at home and you also had Boise State to that home slate BYU has been kind of strangely not as strong as they have been in the past on their home field. So where does, you know, protecting Lavelle's house rank on your priority list? Oh, it's huge. I think um, that was something even even last year was our focus as one of our team goals is to protect, protect uh, Lavelle's house. And um, I, we still didn't do that to what we kind of wanted to. And so that's one of our, that's one of our big goals again this year because it's crucial to kind of get that home momentum. And um, I think we have the place to do it and we have the fans to do it. And um, no, man, it's exciting for everyone, the fans, your family, everyone that's close to have these, these home games here. And so we've got to take it at home and win these games at home. They're crucial. Defensively, there's a lot of talent coming back. Someone's lost. Uh, Corbin Kafusi, Sione Takitaki. How do you feel like replacing those guys is going? Um, man, it's, it's hard to replace those guys. They're, uh, as you can see, Sione, third round. Uh, Corbin would have gone up there too but without his injuries and stuff. Um, but um, you kind of—I don't know if you learned to replace them. Cause you, but um, it's it's tough. Like you got Devin down there, and Devin's looking up to his older brother, but he can do it. Um, at linebacker, Isaiah kind of stepped up last year, obviously, and there's some other younger guys that have came in and that are going to step up. But um, with those type of guys, it's you got to replace them, you know. And they were crucial to our defense last year, and so I think that um, we have the guys to do it. Um, we just got to put in extra work. Um, so. There could be three Kafusis on the field, or two. Yeah, how about yeah, three that? again. Yeah. There could have been four last year. How do you anticipate uh, that middle linebacker position will shape out? Like in game number one, who do you, who do you anticipate will be making plays next to you and Isaiah Kafusi out on the field? Shoot, man, I think that's uh, that's kind of up to discussion right now. And I was talking with the coach, and he's like, "Man, we've got some guys who are going to play it," and because I'm like, "Who's going to be playing it?" Because there's a lot of guys that we can trust and stuff too that I've seen it. I mean, in the spring that I was watching and stuff. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I don't know if I can say that right now. I think there's going to be a lot of competition for that position right now. It's 
um, as there is for the bow and the flash. I mean, we've got Chaz and Keenan that just came from his mission, and they're, they're really, really good linebackers. And so I think we have a bunch of young guys right now, and the future of BYU linebackers is really good. I feel like middle has never really been an issue. There's always been a guy, right? And then there's dynamic guys on the outside. Linebacker is the position I don't worry about. It just really is. Yeah, well, it's you the guys outside guys that make the middle linebacker job easy, right? Right. <laughs> you know, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, you had Sione last year. He would he played a lot of Mike. He played inside a lot. Um, that He made that transition in the season. He kind of moved around and stuff. And I think we have a lot of guys that are like that, that are versatile. Um, maybe if I put on my weight, I can get up down in well, there. Well, the last two draft picks have been Fred Warner outside the middle, Sione outside the middle, right? So maybe yeah. just... Yep, nudge, nudge Ed a little bit there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got us on the way first. So. Yeah, give us an idea of, uh, I, I think the fan base and a lot of the media are hopeful that this is going to be an improved BYU team, that seven won't be the mark, but that it'll be eight plus, because we saw what Zach Wilson can do. Um, give us an idea uh, uh, among the team, how much hope you have in the success of the team. Obviously, it's a team game, but QB's got to be good, and it sounds like Zach Wilson's a good one. Mm-hmm. No, I think um, we have a a lot of offensive starters back and uh, being on the defense I, that gives me a lot of confidence because I saw those guys play last year and um, they're really good and they're getting really good um, just this off season, I've been in a lot of off seasons at BYU and stuff and um, this is an extremely motivated group and we're all working really really hard and like I've seen that in the past with guys are working hard but as a team I feel like we're collectively like working together towards like this really great season and um Man, we're going to shock the world. Like, I am so motivated. And, like, I haven't been this motivated before since I've been at BYU. And um, it's just exciting, man. It's electric. Then the schedule, I think it kind of gets that motivation. Um, it kind of brings that hard work. we got to work harder than because this is a harder schedule. And so I think everyone kind of has that team focus. And um, and, then, and, it, and that confidence comes from Zach and that offensive starter. I think our offense is going to be really good this year, along with our defense. We have returning a lot of guys, too. So, man, I'm confident that this is going to be a good squad. So, the electricity is real. Sweet. The electricity is real. Can it be right three now. days and not a hundred days? <laughs> yeah. Zane, uh, first and foremost, we're so glad that you're healthy. Look forward to a fantastic scene. Let's give you some karma to uh, get that weight gain going, man. Get to your 225 <laughs> or whatever you want to be at. Yeah, let's do it, man. I got I to get up there. So. All right. Thanks, Zane. Yep. Thanks, Thanks Zane. you guys. Most people want to lose it, they don't want to gain it. So, uh, good luck to Zane. He's going uh, against the grain there, I suppose. Big time playmaker. Uh, wild story, right? Injured in the Arizona game, kind of played through it. Big interception, albeit numb, uh, against Wisconsin. And that's the only turnover in that game. One of the biggest wins in BYU football history, winning at number six, Wisconsin. That was a ton of fun. I'm glad he's back for another challenging schedule in 2019. After the break, we wrap things up with senior-to-be TJ Haas. What would it take to get back to the NCAA tournament for this group this season? BYU Sports Nation continues after this. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. The show's on demand via the podcast and the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Our final guest of the program is senior-to-be guard TJ Haas. The Ginger Mamba and the Cougars look to build off a 19-win season that resulted in no postseason play. The good news, Haas is back, a senior, and had a season unlike any other in BYU history last year. He also produced our one-of-a-kind stat of the day. TJ Haas is the first BYU player to average at least 17 points per game and five assists per game in a season. No one's ever done no that. No one's ever done that. He's the first. 
TJ Haas did it in his junior season and wasn't a first-team All-West Coast Conference performer. Really? Really? Come on now. He's probably moved on. We have not. No, and we won't. We're going to bring that up for a while. TJ Haas of BYU <laughs> Basketball now with us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Saturday up, BYU TJ? Sports Nation special. Thanks for having me, guys. Dr. Haas, great to see you. <laughs> <laughs> How's uh, Tennessee so far? It's been really fun. Uh, we went to the Grand Ole Opry last night and... Just a great country vibe, and uh, it's been a blast so far. We were talking about how awesome that experience was. The music was incredible. The performance, the venue, it was it was awesome. It was beautiful. I loved it, and uh, I had a lot of fun with the guys, and it was a good time. Yeah, the old-timey presentation, the live billboards, and the live uh, yeah, advertisements. Yeah, live on the radio. It was yeah, cool. it was so, so cool. It was very it was cool. really cool. All right, TJ. Um, boy, what an off-season for you already. A month into the new Mark Pope tenure. Um, let's rewind a little bit. Take us to the moment you found out that uh, the coach that recruited you primarily was going to retire, Dave Rose. What was that like for you? Uh, yeah, a lot of emotions, um, but uh, I'm super happy for Coach and, you know, for the, all the things that he accomplished while being here at BYU um, and happy now for his future and, and being able to spend time with his family and grandkids and kids. Um, but I'm super excited for the changes that have happened and um, – I think there's great energy in this program right now, and uh, we're looking forward to the future. How much did you interact with Mark Pope when he was at BYU previously? Because I think he his first year was when you were on your mission maybe or something? No, so he recruited me in high school, and uh, I thought we had a great relationship, and it was while I was on my mission that um, he left to take the UVU job. Um, but, you know, I love Coach Pope, and I'm really excited to be able to play for him. He says, uh, bring joy to the gym, right? So much energy. How does that find its way into the team? Uh, you know, when he brings that energy, he brings it every single day, no matter where he's going, no matter what he's doing. Uh, he has great energy, and um, that's contagious no matter what. And uh, it, it's helped guys in their workouts. It's helped guys uh, in everything they're doing. And there's just renewed energy in the whole program. So rewinding to the final game of the last season, and I know that, that was, it was unique and really it was horrible because it's collectively the worst game that BYU basketball played all year, and you had to end on that. But I've been talking to the guys, and, and there's this idea that, yes, as low as that was, it has shaped everything for the offseason. Why is that? Yeah, you know, that that's a hard game to, to end on. Um, uh, you know, after all the hard work and the, the progress that we had made to, you know, to finish on, on that note wasn't wasn't very fun. Um, but, you know, I, I think it's great motivation for the guys to, you know, to work hard this this off season and, um, you know, make sure that doesn't happen again. Your only child's uh, going pro, going to play. Hopefully it's the NBA, G League, you know, Europe. we'll see. Um, 20 points per game are gone, so how many more points per game do you want to average? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. We're, we're definitely we're going to miss Yoli, but um, I think we have great pieces on this team, and I think we're going to be just fine. We just chronicled the 17-5, uh, and five, how unique that was. What does that mean? Do you have a season that's unique in BYU history? Uh, it's definitely cool. Uh, the stats I really care about are the wins and losses, um, so any way I can... Any way I can help in doing that, um, I'm all game for that. And if, if that requires me to score or to um, facilitate or whatever it might be, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to do that. What's the vibe of the team like right now as you do run with the, the new guys? I mean, you've got new transfers coming in. You've got some guys leaving, uh, whether it be early for the draft or for other reasons for transfers. What, what's the vibe of the team like right now, and what's the makeup? So we, do, we just started workouts, um, and... 
the workouts have been great. Uh, I think everyone has enjoyed the workouts and uh, feel that they're great for us uh, to get in shape and to get better as basketball players. And, you know, to have this new coaching staff, there's there's new ideas, there's new, you know, um, drills, there's new everything, really. And so uh, it's a great opportunity for each of us to really soak it all in and learn. And, you know, Coach Pope, he, he has a lot of experience and he understands the game extremely well. And so to be able to learn from him and, um, and listen to his advice it has, been, has been exceptional. Who wins in one-on-one right now between you and Tyler? <laughs> I have to say me. For sure, <laughs> right? have, have you guys played one-on-one a bunch? I no, mean, recently, it, growing up probably? Yeah, it, it's been a long time. It was, it was more right when I got home from my mission that we probably played the most. Um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the all-time leading scorer. It's okay. He's pretty good, right? He is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you give him that. He's pretty good. Yeah. Tell us about this staff because uh, there are actually some good players on the staff, right? In, in the past, sometimes it's like the coach is the coach, but these are guys that can shoot and play a little bit. I don't think Mark's playing a ton, but but Chris Burgess and Cody Feger and Nick Robinson. Wow. Yeah, no, they, they can play. And, and and like I said, it's it's great to have guys that, you know, they, they really understand the game really well. Um, and, and they're uh, they're relentless and they're in the gym and they, they want to help you in any way to get better. And so um, if you want it, they're they're all there for you to, to take what you want. It's kind of messed up that they uh, that they shot the assistant coach for the the window. Without Office. Nick Robinson, did you hear about this? <laughs> so Figure and Burgess shoot for it, and yeah. Nick's not around. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> not fair. <laughs> not fair at all. <laughs> DJ Oz with us on BYU Sports Nation. Only player in BYU basketball history to average at least 17 points a game and at least five assists in a game. Yeah, pretty for impressive. an entire season. Yeah, like no one else has done that. That's really impressive. Uh, TJ, I know that you have your eyes and sights set on making the NCAA tournament. That's always the goal. What has to change for BYU? to get there in terms of on-the-court play? You know, I, I think it's just a matter of taking care of business every day. Uh, and I think it's taking it one day at a time because, you know, it's easy to look towards the end of a season and say, okay, we need to have this many wins and uh, we need to beat this team and this team. But really it's 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 taking it day by day and, and that starts right now in our workouts. And I think if, if we can have every day mean something um, – and have that mean something going toward that goal of going to the NCAA tournament, we're going to make it. How tough do you want the schedule to be next year? Because you're already in the Maui invite, which is going to be incredible. Those teams, that place, of course, on ESPN, it's going to be cool. You already have a bunch of kind of return games, you know, in the mix. So do you want it tougher than it already is, or do you like what's setting up for next year's schedule? You know, I, I think it's the joy of college basketball is playing in, in cool arenas and playing in hostile environments. Uh, it doesn't get better than that. And so, you know, schedule those games. I, I think they're I think they're a blast, and I, I'd love to go play uh, the best of the best. Let's get one with Vandy or Tennessee. Absolutely. Come back to the Volunteer the States. That'd be Absolutely. Awesome. Hey, glad you got to make the trip out, man. Thanks for taking some time for us. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. TJ hey, go, Haas. Go be Tyler in one-on-one. Come yes. Right. <laughs> Let's give you some karma to do that. Yeah. BYU Sports yeah. Station karma. Yeah, for good the luck. one-on-one win against Tyler. Don't let him pull up from 12. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> Thanks, TJ. The mid-range jumper. It will get you. Thanks to all of our guests from Nashville. We had a great time there. Thanks to everyone that put that on. It was so good. We brought it to you twice. Today's Rise and Shoutout goes to those who have served our country and died in the process, as well as those who are currently serving our country. 
we owe you uh, a debt of gratitude at a minimum and really appreciate uh, that sacrifice. So a Memorial Day appropriate rise and shout out to those who have died and or are serving uh, in our country uh, currently. We really appreciate that. That'll do it for us. Sorry to Dennis Pitta. We ran out of time for the norm. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Use the hashtag BYUSN. For our entire crew, we're Spencer Linton. I'm Jeremy Jordan. Shout out to Henry Tabor. See you tomorrow back here at noon Eastern time for more BYU Sports Nation. Go Cougs!